maybe the biggest episode we've ever had. This is the Chick Foley Show live, snowed in from my in-laws' basement. Life is going great. I'm Phil Gentile, aka the Hot Take Kid. You're listening to the Chick Foley Show. Thank you for joining us. We have uh, my lovely co-host Sheena Phelps on the other side of the glass. What's going on? Not a whole lot, man. I'm definitely not snowed in. Uh, it is a nice, <laughs> uh, breezy 72 degrees here on Oahu. So um, uh, I hate I, you. I hate you. I, I know. I've seen a lot of my friends in their Instagram stories just posting like four and five inches of snow that are over in the Northeast. So I feel for you guys like, oh my gosh. It would have been too shabby because I got a little day off work with the kid, kind of hang out. But then like yeah. uh, I'm a I'm a liquor and wine distributor so they they basically moved all the deliveries back like an extra you know a day so I have to like tomorrow's basically my Wednesday and then Friday's my my Thursday so I I didn't really get any extra days off but Ah you know, gotcha. It was nice to kind of hang out. But we have a, a jam-packed show we got uh, Elimination Chamber results. We got some new faces on Raw and SmackDown. We have the New York Toy Fair to talk about and a ton of other stuff. So let's jump right into it. Before we get into anything, though, uh, we want to let you guys know you can hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com or you can DM uh, Sheena on Instagram at chickfoley. We uh, want to hear your concerns, your questions, your comments on anything about the show. Uh, we just posted our first Patreon episode over the weekend. It's a 32-person uh, bracket for the best gimmick in WWE history. If you're a Patreon, I'm sure you've listened. If you haven't, it'll be in the archives, as Conrad likes to say. So check it out there. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. You can sign up for basically a dollar a month uh, and get some extra content from us. We have our T-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Sheena, those are going to be on 20% off as of uh, right now, going all the way to tomorrow which is thursday at noon yep so that's pretty cool you can save some extra money and support the show there and uh you have some unboxing mania episodes up there uh opening up some cool stuff so we have a bunch of cool content on the uh, the patreon it's been a good week yeah, for sure. And I have, oh my gosh, I have some serious, we'll talk about it in our Go Figure segment, but I have some amazing uh, figures to unbox for you guys over on Patreon this week. So stay tuned for that. Um, and we'll be talking about what we purchased this week too. So I'll let you guys in and let you guys know and I'll be posting some pics up on the feed. Explain to me this Haterade giveaway that we're giving away an elite Samoa Joe, your favorite wrestler. Yeah, so um, Heel Husband and I were just kind of like, you know, we got these, these extra figures and that we were going to give away to, you know, all of our all of our fans of Chick Foley, uh, we like to do giveaways for you guys. You guys know that. Um, and we had this, you know, the Samoa Joe Elite figure, and we're like, what can we do? Like, we like to have a theme. Like, you know, I love a theme, and um, I was like, we got to have something good to give away this Elite Samoa Joe. So we came up with the Chick Foley haterade classic so um this is for everyone for your chance to win make sure you write in to um either askchickfoley at gmail.com or you can send it to us in the dms just make sure you use the hashtag um askchickfoley so that we know it's for the uh for the giveaway um and everyone write in with who your most hated wrestler is and why um and the funniest and most interesting story like you know we like to be entertained so if it's funny or interesting um you will have a good shot to win so um, well, you're going to win the Elite 63 Samoa Joe. And just as a bonus for you guys, next week when we announce the winner, um, I am going to let you guys in on probably one of the biggest, best-kept secrets uh, in Chick Foley history. And that oh, is, man. I'm going to find, I know, prepare yourself. Um, I'm finally going to reveal why um, Samoa Joe is my most hated wrestler. Um, it's a question that, 
I get asked on the reg. I get ribbed for all the time on the account. And uh, I'm finally going to let you guys in on a little more. <laughs> the, uh, you know, let you guys in a little bit. I'll let, let you on the on the softer side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited. So make sure you get those in sometime this week. We'll be posting, um, you know, we'll be posting a graphic on the feed with all the instructions and everything in case in case you forget. So be on the lookout for that, and uh, you know, have your chance to win. You know, my most hated action figure. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, and Spotify. Make sure if you do listen on iTunes, you take five seconds and give us a nice review. That helps us out there. Uh, let's get into our Elimination Chamber review. And this was, for the first time in a long time, I would say one of the better pay-per-views over the last year or so. Sheena, I don't, I don't know your overall thoughts. I don't. It was a nice shorter run time, which was nice. And the mm-hmm. matches matches were crisp and, and a lot of good feuds. What did you think of Elimination Chamber as a whole before we get into the individual matches? I thought it was good. Again, like you said, it was a shorter runtime, which was good, like versus like, you know, six hour Royal Rumble, which was just like, you know, Royal Rumble was awesome, but it was just like physically and mentally and emotionally draining. And I mean, let's be real, like sitting in front of your TV for six hours is not healthy for anyone. <laughs> so um, I, I did appreciate the shorter runtime. I thought Elimination elimination Chamber actually surprised me. I was um, a little more invested in it than I than I thought I was going to be. And uh I dug it, man. There was there was some some awesome things that happened at Elimination Chamber, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But um, what do you think? It was good. Yeah, let's start off with the uh, the kickoff show. Buddy Murphy defeated Akira Tozawa. This is the only match I didn't catch. I caught it right when the women were coming out for the tag team Elimination Chamber. What what was uh this seemed to be pretty well received from people as most of these cruiserweight matches were. What what uh, what went down? Um, well, I was actually, um, it's funny that you missed this match. I didn't miss it. I was watching it from the kitchen. I was in the kitchen making our, um, elimination chamber feast. If you saw that posted on my Instagram stories, it was freaking delicious. We had, uh, wings and cheese fries, super healthy. Yeah. (laughs) So it was, we had to go all out, um, for elimination chamber. But, um, with, with any of these cruiserweight matches, I mean, you can imagine it was just super exciting. Um, these guys put on a hell of a match. Um, I didn't in any way think that Akira Tozawa was going to beat Buddy Murphy. Like I didn't think that at all. Um, because like I told you last week, Buddy Murphy's just kind of like a force and it's going to take someone with a little bit more build to, um, to beat him. So I was happy that Buddy Murphy went over. I didn't get to watch the the match as a whole, but, um, you know, I'm excited to see who his next opponent is and to see if it's somebody that's a, that's a worthy, a worthy, uh, opponent to maybe dethrone our friend, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. They announced on 205 live this week that they were going to have a tournament, like an eight person tournament to crown who's going to face him at WrestleMania. It's hard for me. I mean, I'm not a huge 205 watcher, but I don't really, I can't think of a name down there that would be someone that you could see taking the strap off of him right now. He's, he's kind of head and shoulders above everybody down there. Yeah, but I could see it happening at Mania. Like, you know, they have what we have, what, seven weeks to Mania? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, that's that's enough time to really build someone up and, you know, get get somebody in that place to kind of take him take him down at uh, at Mania. Uh, after that, the show kicked off, which was surprising with that women's tag team elimination chamber match for the, uh, mm-hmm. the making history, as Triple H would like to say, crowning the first ever tag team champs. And uh, Boston Hug Connection won, so you got this one right. I was uh, picking Nia Jackson Tamina. It was a slow match to start. It was. It was. There were some bad spots. You know, when it was just a couple teams in there, it really started to pick up the pace halfway through, and it it turned out to be a pretty fun ending to it. 
there mm-hmm. was a there was a moment when they were just kind of and they do this in a lot of these elimination chamber matches where they're you know one person hits a move then that person gets a move hit on them it was just kind of a domino effect and that was always fun and uh there was there were some pretty cool spots what did you think of this match I thought it was awesome. Um, I was surprised to see it opening the show, but um, I guess after the, um, you know, after they saw like all the the hype behind Kofi, they made a last minute decision. This is a speculation that they made the last minute decision that um, to go ahead and move it to the front because it was going to be a bigger, you know, they knew Brian and and Kofi was going to be a bigger moment at the end, which I totally agree. I'm glad that they did it that way. I think it felt bigger and I still, I don't think it took away from, um, you know, the Boston hug connection moment. Um, there was, I saw there was speculation running around too, that um, the decision for uh glow Mella or fabulous glow, whatever you want to call them to be eliminated first uh, was kind of like a last minute change too. And it stemmed from all the uh, weekend allegations that went down um, about uh, Carmella and Corey Graves. So, and I thought that was interesting. I had a feeling they were going to get in there and get kicked out. But I thought Fire and Desire looked really good. I thought, you know, Mandy yeah. Rose is a, is a pretty damn good wrestler. She, you know? Yeah, I was going to um, say, she's coming around, man. And that match on SmackDown was good against Asuka. She seems to be uh, somebody that they're pushing pretty strong. And, and with all, you know, with, with reason for it, you know. Yeah. Can we just talk about something, though, that bothers me is um, – her so her entrance is like that, like you know, um, like very fuzzy, like um, the gold know, dust like, entrance almost, where it's faded yeah. on the sides. Yeah. Yes, but here's the thing: she has a tag team partner, so <laughs> it, it's like so weird because like, um, what's her name? Uh, Sonya Deville is always like blurred out, you know. So it's like you know, you have Mandy, who's this like you know glorious like golden focus, you know, this goddess, and then you have her like you know, like partner over there like doing her little fight moves, and she's like all blurred out, and it's like so weird. It is weird, yeah. I lo- I love how Corey Graves, not to you know give him any praise, but I love how he just kind of fawns all over. Mandy Rose. Yeah. It's, it's a cool like he, it's it's cool to have a heel announcer just kind of pick one person that he likes a lot and you know just kind of always cheer for them. Yeah, to his credit, man, after all that stuff that went down over the weekend, like he was just as like to me, it just sounded like the same Corey Graves. Like he's a true professional because I mean, he like I, you would have legitimately if you didn't know what was going on, you would have never like he just was the same. I was wondering because I was like, is he gonna really like go in on Mandy and like do the, his normal little shtick that he does with Mandy? And he did, and it. It just, you know, just kept on rolling. Apparently, though, they didn't give the um, announcers their entrances like they normally have entrances. Um, But for Elimination Chamber, they just brought them out and like they didn't have their own like individual entrances. I guess they were just trying to like, you know, fill out the crowd and make sure that they're like avoid any sort of awkward situation. Uh, But what about Nia Jax just demolishing that pod? I was going to like I was going to bring that up because she just there was no one there for like 10 steps. And she's like, oh, well, I'm just going to keep running. I don't know what's going to happen here and just piled into it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, and I knew the, I mean, I think the front panel was supposed to pop out, but then she like went all the way through. I mean, I think she could have like, if she would have been, had a few more steps, she could have like busted through the other side of the pod. I mean, the, the, the plexiglass like was cracked on the other side. And I was like, I don't think that was supposed to happen. You know? Yeah. I don't Um, don't think so. I do like how they kind of went along with the storyline of the Bailey and Sasha thing where, at the end of the match, Bailey was kind of the one that was hung out to dry and injured and banged up, yeah. and Sasha picked up the pace for her. So it was it was pretty cool. I don't obviously didn't like how they were crying at the end, but this is you know first time tag team champs. I'll I'll give it to you there. 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to defend them. I'm, I am happy for them. I'm happy, and I think that they deserved it. I wanted them to win, and I loved. I loved the storytelling, like you said, where it was like, you know, Bailey's been carrying all the weight for the last several weeks, and then all of a sudden she gets hurt. Um, so Sasha really had to pick up, you know, slack. I loved the freaking bank statement, locking it in with her leg. Like I love. Like that's the Sasha that was Banks cool, that yeah. I love. Um, but. The like the crying and then not being able to speak when you're like ha- having a moment after the match like get it together ladies it was so awkward and then at one point Bailey was like are you gonna say anything and I'm just like I mean I don't know what it's like to make wrestling history I don't know what it's like to make any sort of history in- until this podcast blows up and we make history with it but <laughs> um I I like she's already done so much like I just feel like yeah I, after they had like their first like women like Iron Woman match or whatever and like the women's evolution was just really like starting to kick off and they were making history like yeah I can understand like being a little emotional but Sasha does it every freaking time and I'm like get it together like you're a badass stop crying yeah and, and any I don't know if you ever heard on any kind of podcast I think she's done Stone Cold's podcast and a couple others she yeah. she just is is very like oh I'm so this is awesome and I can't believe I'm here and I, I just worked so hard it just it just yes. no, it, it, it's probably all true but just doesn't, it doesn't seem very like I just want to have a real like I don't even know who Sasha Banks is I don't know anything about her you know she had some cool moments with the New Day where she kind of like was shaking her thing a little bit and and let, yeah. letting loose but other than that she's she just doesn't seem to have anything besides you know the television character i don't know what's what's behind that so we'll see and then we'll see what to do with the tag team belts it was confirmed that that's going to be a cross brand thing uh which seems to be happening more and more so that that would make sense with the lack of women for the tag team division so overall a pretty good match i like where it was headed so mm-hmm. so pretty cool uh head, heading after that was the uh the mcmiz Losing the tag team titles to the Usos, six-time tag team champs now the Usos, and a really good back and forth match. We, you know, we've kind of seen the Usos do these matches all the time, and you you, you take it for granted. But uh, even after one of the, I forget which one. I apologize. Which one of them was arrest, <laughs> arrested with Naomi? I think it might be Jimmy. But I don't Jimmy, wanna, yeah, yeah, okay, that's uh, I got that one right. I had fifty-fifty chance on that. <laughs> um, so they, they they give them the tag team belts after something like that, which isn't crazy. I mean, we've seen guys get in trouble yeah. with the law before but a pretty good match and i'm interested to see where shane and miz go after this yeah i'm excited too i'm excited to see you know i i mean i don't know if they're headed for them to break up and then face at mania i mean that's not something that i care to see i don't i don't mind seeing miz and shane mcmahon on smackdown but i feel like for a stage like wrestlemania like that's definitely not something like that's like for me if i was at the mat or at the event like that's like my like go get me another beer moment you know i'm like oh well miz and shane are on like i'm gonna go grab a beer real quick you know um it's i i, I don't care what do you, do you think that they're going to go into mania as a tag team or do you think that they're going to go in as opposition i honestly thought they were going to split up on that walk up the ramp after the match yeah. i'm surprised it didn't happen and i'm surprised it didn't happen on smackdown they have the uh you you confirmed it on your your instagram i didn't see it on the show but they're going to get a rematch at uh, Fastlane, and I'm sure that's where they'll probably break up, and then we'll see a Miz Shane McMahon match. I'm I'm just hoping Miz is the heel here, and it seems like they're going that way with Miz kind of yelling at him and telling him to get up when he was icing his neck and with, with yeah the, with the male like he pushed therapist. it, he just pushed him too far, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, congratulations to uh, the Miz and Maurice. Did you see they're expecting a, another child? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I always like yeah. to see that. 
so yeah, pretty good match and uh, new tag team champions. We talked about it before. Hopefully, we get a revival Usos unification type of match at, at WrestleMania. But I don't. We'll see with if, with doing it with the women's tag team titles. It makes sense. Yeah, but, um, and I think it would just make. I think it would make both tag divisions better just having one set of cross brand titles. Yep. And uh, elimination, uh, sorry, Intercontinental Championship match. We saw Finn Balor for the first time. I was surprised. First time Intercontinental Champion defeating Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, in mm-hmm. uh, you know a, a two-on-one match with with Finn Balor and a couple guys that uh, aren't really in his league. Lashley, you know, puts puts the effort on. And you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, he probably would have been the most fun guy to watch in wrestling. But it's just not that style anymore. It's just kind of kind of plodding and boring and a little yeah. bit slower. But uh, they they tease are splitting up Lashley and Leo Rush, and then they get back together on Raw. So I'm not really too sure what's happening there. But th- none of that really matters. It's cool to see Finn Balor with the Intercontinental Title. Hopefully, they do something big with this. I love to see yeah. like I love to see like a uh, uh, challenge. What's a like a challenge that Cena did? Open, open challenge. challenge. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I, I don't know who's who's going to face him at WrestleMania. What's your early thoughts on that? Oh, who's going to face Finn at WrestleMania? <laughs> They'll probably throw him in with Braun Strowman. Um, that's that's the kind of, um, you know, the WWE that I know. Um, yeah, that wouldn't but, shock me. Yeah, I don't know, man. With all these NXT call-ups, I feel like it could, it could really get interesting um, who could face Finn. I mean, it could definitely be someone like Aleister Black. I could totally see that yeah. happening, you know? Yeah. What do you think of the, the match overall with the Finn match oh i thought it was good i mean you know me i don't care i i don't i don't tune in too hard to lashley i was super i was super excited to um see finn win the intercontinental title I, like you said i hope he does something with it um and yeah i thought i thought that was going to be the end for bobby lashley and leo rush but i'm glad that they're not because honestly like leo rush is the best thing that bobby lashley has going on for him so if he doesn't have leo rush like I mean, what's he going to do, you know? So I think they probably realize that they're probably like, oh, shit. Like, what are we – like, if they break up, you know, then what's Bobby Lashley going to do? Um, yeah, so for I think both of them. For both of those yeah. guys. You know, it's just it fits better and it gets somebody you know, a little extra time you know, on the mic and Leo Rush mm-hmm. can kind of learn. And uh, he's not – you know, he's definitely a 205 type of guy for his whole career. But, you know, he's definitely – you know, people forget he just came – you know, he's he is a local guy, so I'm pulling from him and uh, Velveteen – kind of came up through uh maryland championship wrestling here locally so always like to see those guys do well Oh, leo is awesome i mean you yeah. saw i mean he can he can go he i mean can, he's yeah. like he's super agile he's like i mean he is a little high flyer um you know and i and i love what he does on the mic i think he i mean he's really the only reason that bobby lashley is even over i mean i guess bobby lashley isn't over but you know what i'm saying he's the only reason that bobby lashley has anything going on yep period you yep. know so, yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see, like you said, some of the NXT guys. Maybe Elias can jump in there at WrestleMania. That would be a cool opponent for him there. So that's, Yeah, uh, I would like to see Elias get get in, get an actual <laughs> moment or an actual feud that actually means something. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Finn Balor go head-to-head. Ronda Rousey wins in a squash match against Ruby Riot, which uh, didn't do too much. We did see a better matchup in the main event on Raw. We'll get to that in just a second. But uh, Yeah. I was so disappointed. I thought, you know, honestly, I thought, I mean, I knew they hadn't built Ruby up to be a, an actual contender, right? Like I knew like they had, all they've ever talked about is Rhonda being in the main event. You know what I'm saying? Like even with all the Becky and Charlotte stuff, they're like, you know, Oh, you're going to face Rhonda. Who's going to face Rhonda, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I knew Ruby wasn't really in title contention, but I secretly thought like, 
well, dude, Ruby's going to come in and like show what she's made of. And like, she could be a dark horse. Like Ruby and Rhonda could be the dark horse to like steal this whole show, you know? And then Rhonda comes out and squashes her. And I was kind of just like, what happened? What just happened? You yeah, you know, could, you I was could, sorry to cut you off. No, you, you could have made Ruby a legitimate main event contender for this belt. And, and if you elevated her to kind of seem as an equal to Ronda here and push her to the limit, kind of like they did on raw, they could have just had that match on raw and just not had her uh, had that raw match on this, you know, on elimination chamber, not had the, the match again on, on raw. I don't know. I just, I don't know what that does except make Ronda look good. They, they did. They really tried to pump. I don't know how many times Renee Young said the words Sonya blade over and over again. Like I'm supposed to know, like I, I played Mortal Kombat like maybe twenty years ago. I don't know what. I guess they're maybe promoting that. They're probably being paid to promote that movie. But oh, they definitely are. She said um, it like a hundred times on Raw too. Like shit. Oh man, that's a Sonya Blade move. Like what? Who is that? I don't even know who that is. It's so funny. You talk. You talk about Sonya Blade. I made a um, like sarcastic remark on, or it wasn't even a sarcastic remark. It was just an observation on Instagram, and I said, you know, something about Rhonda's ring gear, and I said, you know, when did Rhonda join the Shield? Oh my God, that like set the freaking smarks off in full force. Everybody's like, it's Sonya Blade, you dumbass. I was like, okay, first of all, if I didn't know who it was, which duh, I fucking know who it is, right? Um. They, like you said, they said it over and over again. And I mean, why, why else would Rhonda be coming out in some other form of ring gear? And she even announced that she was going to be coming out in her Sonya Blade like costume, you know, before before the match even happened. So yeah, I was just like, oh my god, Jesus Christ! Like the the internet, social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> tweeting from their parents' basement. Yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, you guys, like, calm down. Like, people were, like, seriously offended that I was, like, I, that I made a joke about the shield. They're like, it's not the shield, you dumbass. I'm like, oh, God. At, <sighs> after the match, we saw Becky Lynch come out in her Kill Bill finest outfit and beat the living shit out of Ronda and Charlotte with crutches, which I was not a fan of. I think if they were going to do this, they should have done it on Raw. Because we didn't see, you know, Becky's the hottest thing going right now. We didn't see her on Raw or SmackDown. You could have easily saved this for, a, you know, more eyeballs on Raw, which I guess it's, I don't know which one's getting more views now, pay-per-views or Raw. Well, but it's still. true. I, I, think, um, I think they did it. Well, one, they actually, which something that surprised me is they referenced something that happened at a house show. Which I or like, you know, like a live event. And I was like, oh, wow. Like they're, you know, they talked about Becky getting her leg hurt at the at the live event. And uh, then obviously she comes in on the crutches and everything. And um, I thought that was surprising. Like, I think it was like WWE being like, we actually do have events that aren't, you know, on TV. So make sure you come buy tickets to these live events. Wink, wink. Um but yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought it was cool. I mean, I'm glad they're like beating the hell out of each other, um, you know, in this like little sidebar crutch match, whatever you want to call it. But Ronda got her head busted open yeah, pretty good. Yeah, some of those hits were definitely did not look uh, safe right to Ronda's mm-hmm. head. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was probably the point. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this going forward. I'm sure Becky Lynch is going to come out and ruin that Ric Flair. As soon as they, every time they throw the graphic up yeah. for that Ric Flair. Uh, Ric Flair party, birthday party. I know she's going to pop out of the cake or something and stun everybody. Oh, it's de- she's definitely doing something to Ric Flair on whenever they have the, um, when they're honoring him for his, what is it? It's his birthday, right? Yeah, it's his 70th, yeah, 70th, 70th birthday. 70th birthday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What she's definitely going to get some sort of hijinks in for yeah. that. Like, I have no doubt. Uh, of course. Uh, so, moving forward, 
in the Who Gives a Shit match of the night, Baron Corbin actually defeated Braun Strowman uh, with some help from his friends Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on here. And I, got a, I, I, I had a feeling that it was going to be a Kurt Angle run in to help him. Nobody, nobody comes out and helps him. And as as much as I hate it, I feel like we're gonna see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn team up with him. We're gonna get the storyline that Braun Strowman doesn't have any friends and nobody to help him beat up these guys. And then Kevin Owens comes back or something. I mean, they, that oh this my is God, setting up please. perfectly for a six man tag, right? Oh, I hope not. I I mean, I'm so excited to see Kevin Owens back. Um, but if they bring him back like that, I'm gonna be very like upset because I mean, not that, not that I don't like Braun. I do like Braun. I don't have any issues with Braun, but I'm just tired of, I mean, he's lost all of his like star power to me. You know what I'm saying? Like they need to take him off TV. Like I've said week after week after week, take him off TV, let him recharge, let him like, you know, let us get excited to see Braun again. Can you imagine like if we went a few weeks, like several weeks without seeing Braun and then he just kind of came up and did a promo, like, well, you'd be, you'd be pumped for that. Right. But, oh hell yeah. You, but they just keep on putting him with Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley and, um, freaking Drew McIntyre. And, you know, Drew McIntyre should feel bad about being lumped in with that trio too, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, it just, completely treading water they have no idea what to do with any of these guys and i'm just afraid they're going to add more guys to the mix with some of the call-ups from nxt because this this part of the roster is super crowded right now and i you know i guess everyone can't facing off against finn balor for the intercontinental titles they're gonna have to do something with some of these guys so but this yeah, this was know. a dud i should i should have yeah. known that corbin was going to go over though it's such a you know they've done this match like 10 times Dude, I don't know what kind of freaking intel or like skeletons in people's closets that Baron Corbin knows about, but like there is something that's keeping him on TV and in pay-per-views. Like he knows something about the McMahons or something that is like that they're like, "Okay, okay, we, we we'll put you on TV," you know, because there is no other explanation. Like there is like public outcry to like take these these guys off TV and yeah, they they are not shy about, you know, cramming them down our throat. I mean, we saw that on Monday night. Like, they literally opened Monday Night Raw with Braun and Corbin. They gave us this huge announcement that yeah. all these, all this amazing talent's coming up, and then they're like, and now, Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. Like, we're all supposed to pop for that. And I'm like, well, what? Yeah, it doesn't help that he's dressed like a TGI Fridays manager. Uh, he totally is. He is. He is totally like. Oh my gosh! I'll take those appetizers off your off your bill. You know. Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, let's move forward from that match. That was probably the, the worst match of the night. Pretty pretty easily. I mean, after, yeah. After, I mean, they did a cool spot, and I didn't even care about it. Like they did a, a flipping awesome spot where they like you know stack two um, two tables together, put a triple power bomb, you know Braun Strowman through the tables, and like I was just kind of like meh. You know, like that should be a spot that like makes you like grab your head like, oh, my God, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Lacey Evans coming out and then just immediately returning back to uh, the locker room. I don't know. Why not have her say something like, you know, I'm I don't want to talk to you people. You're disgusting. And then just leave. Like, don't just walk out and like walk, turn right back around and come back. 
Well, that's the, and she's not playing it very well because apparently, based on her Twitter, I don't follow Lacey very closely on Twitter, but from um, something I read the other day said that, you know, she's playing that angle, like, um, you know, that, you know, she just, oh, she's just too good. Like, she walks out and sees the crowd and she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of this, you know? But first of all, like, you're going to do that at a pay per view. Like, it doesn't everybody want to be on the pay per view and like, you're going to come out and be like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to be here. Like, that's to me that seems like a weird angle for you to have and two like not everybody follows her on twitter or even knows who the hell she is because we we've never been properly introduced to her so that her just walking out and then walking back literally makes no sense so if you weren't following her twitter you wouldn't know what the hell that was do you remember the 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 angle or the gimmick they gave eva marie right before she left it was fucking awesome where yes. she would come down to the ring and yes. be ready to wrestle, and then like her shoelace was broken, or, or her bra her, strap, would yeah, come off, or her neck, her neck would be hurting, yeah. Do this same thing with Lacey Evans, something like that, you know, like right. a, like a fan spills like a piece of popcorn on her, and she has to like she's disgusted and has to turn back around or something. Do do something like that. Exactly, exactly. But put her like, like you said, like put her like she's gonna be in a match or she's gonna do something and something happens. I, I thought that was a great angle. Obviously, it didn't pay off for Eva Marie, but maybe I mean they gotta try something else with Lacey Evans. I mean, oh, man, she's just gonna fade into obscurity. I'm afraid. I think they're gonna push. I think the opposite. I think they're gonna they're gonna ram her down our throats. I think she's gonna be like one of the main folks on either Raw or SmackDown in the next yeah. year. And I don't know why. I don't. I don't really remember her doing anything memorable in NXT. No, I was never. I was never a huge Lacey Evans, um, you know, Mark at NXT. Like I, I just to me, her character doesn't really resonate with me. So I'm kind of just like whatever, you know. Like yeah. you know, she may be a great wrestler, or whatever. But I didn't. I didn't really like her, and I definitely don't like what she's doing on the main roster. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship belt. Uh, okay, let's bring this podcast back up. We had back-to-back stinkers yeah, yeah, we just yeah. talked about. I don't want everybody to think we're like negative Nancys. Like, we love wrestling. So oh, let's of course. Get into yeah, we've got to talk about the good and the about, bad. Yeah, let's talk about some fun wrestling. Let's get into this Elimination Chamber match. This was a great match. I mean, this was awesome. They they really played up the Kofi Mania thing. They know that everyone wants Kofi to, you know, I don't know if it's just because he hasn't been in this position in a while and he's just something new. I don't know if the crowd would react the same if, if they did this with Mustafa Ali or not. That's probably what they were going to do. But either way, it's awesome to see Kofi in this position and you know seconds away from winning the title here. But overall, the match was great from top to bottom. Yeah, um, I I don't think it would have been the same um, with Mustafa Ali. I, I definitely think that like you know they just initially when um, you know the all the gauntlet match was happening and all that stuff. They just slid Kofi into that spot, but Kofi, you know, obviously resonated with the audience and got over more than anybody could have ever anticipated and really showed out. So then I think that's when they made the decision for elimination chamber to really like put him and Daniel Bryan at the end. I don't think it would have been Mustafa Ali and Daniel Bryan in the chamber at the end. I feel like AJ Styles probably would have been there or um, possibly Randy Orton. Um, I don't think it would have been, uh, Mustafa Ali. So it was good showing from everybody in the match. I, you know, the most forgettable might be AJ Styles. You know, he, you know, I, 
with with this match, I just forget that AJ Styles is even in it because he, he's he's been such a prime time focal point for so long in these title matches. He was just one of the names in it, and you kind yeah, of which is saying something, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good. I mean, it was it was a great match, you know, top to bottom. I think Samoa Joe really he eliminated s- Samoa Joe. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Samoa Joe came out as a badass, you know, in that first segment. I really liked him and Brian starting it off. Uh, but uh, it was weird that Brian st- was there a reason that Brian started the match? I know that Samoa Joe lost that, or no, was he the first eliminated in that that, that gauntlet match? Is what is that why he was the first in the in the match? No, Samoa Joe Samoa Joe was not the first eliminated in the gauntlet match. Um, no, Daniel Bryan was, wasn't he? Yes, it was Daniel yeah. Bryan then Samoa Joe. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it was Daniel All Bryan right. then Samoa Joe then or no Daniel Bryan I think Jeff Hardy and then Samoa Joe I can't remember but yeah. anyway um, but yeah I think I mean. I, Honestly, like the 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 front end of the match with it when everybody was in there was was awesome. I thought you know everybody really showed out and it was I mean it looked really like choreographed as it you know normally does. Um, but the end, the, the thing that I thought was super cool was like when Kofi and Daniel Bryan were going head to head, it felt like a standalone match. Like yeah. it literally made you forget that like just a few minutes earlier that there were four other guys in that chamber. You know, like yeah, it, sure. it felt like th- this is like this was like a main event match all on its own. And I mean, the, everything they did was just wonderful. I mean, they were, they were working stiff, dude. Like, I mean, they were slamming each, yeah. Slamming each other's heads off the plexiglass. I mean, I legit thought for a brief moment, I'm like, one of these guys is going to get superplexed off the pod. Like, I didn't know who it was going to be, but I was like, Oh my gosh. And I mean, it ended up just being like, you know, a countered splash attempt by Kofi, but, um, it was so awesome. And I legit, like at the end of the match had no idea, who was going to win, which is always what you want, right? Because like, going into it, you're like, oh, of course, Daniel Bryan's going to retain. But yep. when this match started to develop, I was like, holy crap, like, could Kofi win this thing? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And the crowd was, was pretty hot behind him, for sure. The, one of my favorite moves of the night was was AJ Styles going for the phenomenal forearm and, eight, and Orton hitting him with the RKO. That was a pretty cool pretty cool moment. But, uh, yeah, this, this set up nicely. I love how they ended with uh, Kofi being let out by his boys. and Oh, that was awesome. And you could have heard up. a pin drop after Daniel Bryan um, won, which I thought was really cool because that just goes to show you like how, how behind Kofi that the crowd was. I mean, because it was silent. And, you know, it was funny because Daniel Bryan earlier in the night was like, you know, these people need me. They need me to be the champion. And then when he left the, the arena, like, it was nobody like nobody was cheering at all, um, which I thought was kind of cool. And then you had, you know, like I love the new day right now, like them just building Kofi up and just like being his hype man and like, you know, all of those things in that moment at the end where they're sitting under the WrestleMania sign. It's just awesome. I'm kind of bummed that we're going to see uh, Kofi get a shot at fast lane because I wanted that to be, I think that could be easily be a WrestleMania match. Now you could, you could build that up and just not have him defend the title or something or, have yeah. have Kofi have to beat uh, Rowan or something to 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 get the shot because well I, I can see shenanigans going down at Fast Lane like Rowan getting involved somehow and getting like Daniel Bryan getting disqualified um, and then Kofi getting a real shot at Mania you know um, I mean because I mean, I want Daniel Bryan to be champion forever like I love the new Daniel Bryan you guys know this but I mean the WWE universe is ready to see Kofi as champ and I mean I would definitely not be mad at it. And the fact that they've teased it now and gave us like two incredible like versions of Kofi, like wrestling. Um, I don't think I'd be content with anything other than, 
Kofi and Daniel Bryan at Mania. You know, I'd be pissed if they're like, oh, let me just slide this guy in here, you know? Yeah, they planted the seeds for sure. So I, they, they need to deliver. I think that's what people want. I think it would be something different. It's, you know, Kofi is not just some guy that's come up out of nowhere. That's why people appreciate it. He's been there for a decade plus and, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely and he's never had, he's, he's never had a major title either. I mean, he's definitely I mean he's been tag team champ as you know, but um I mean he's never had held a major title in WWE. There were rumors I saw some rumors somewhere saying that um they were making plans for Kevin Owens to come back and debut and take on Daniel Bryan at Mania. Um, which I wouldn't be mad at that either, but I feel like they have such a good storyline and they could have such a powerful moment with Kofi getting his WrestleMania moment that why would you waste that when you could really start building something like after Mania um, with Kevin Owens? Yeah, it'd be a quick turnaround time too, so I don't know if it it would be as good of a build as what they're doing now. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know something they can they can shoot for later. Uh, so overall, pretty good event. I think that that Elimination Chamber was probably. The best match of the night, mainly because, like you said, I mean, you hit it right in the head. Uh, just the one-on-one, you know, the the finale there was really kind of the the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. I love the way they played it. So yeah, overall, Elimination Chamber gets a uh, gets two thumbs up for me. I was excited. Let's go quickly into Raw and SmackDown because we have a lot of figure stuff to get to, and we're already pushing 40 minutes here it was it was, a, it was it's been a big big night for us so far uh, mm-hmm. you didn't like raw as much as i did which has probably never happened before uh yeah it, we're usually on the same page <laughs> yeah it uh it, what it didn't help that they gave the entire crowd in lafayette louisiana an ambient when they walked in because dude what the hell <laughs> i i was so confused by that crowd like I've, i don't think i've ever seen a crowd that did no they ever. they were announcing i mean obviously the four probably arguably four biggest names in nxt come up to the main roster and we'll, you know i don't know if this is a permanent thing we'll get to that in a second but the, you know they're showing video packages of ricochet and all these guys and no one in the crowd gives a shit no one knows Dude. who they are and no one cares the Funko Pops in, in ICW Arena in my garage are more hype than this crowd. Like, I was, it was so weird. I'm like, did they know that they were coming to a wrestling event? Like, how did they give these tickets out? Did they, like, call in and just, like, win a radio show promo? At one point, there was um, someone, I, there was, like, hard camera side, and um, I can't remember what match it was, but in the background was a lady, like, leaning on her fist, like, had her arms crossed and, like, her elbow on her, like, waist and, like, leaning on her fist. Like, she was just, like, bored out of her skull. Oh, and I was like, God. oh, my gosh. Like, what is happening here? So, yeah, they definitely, they're right up there with uh, Pittsburgh as worst audience. Well, I oh. I'm, I've never liked anything Pittsburgh, so that, um, I'm good <laughs> to hear that. So, yeah, the Rick, Ricochet, Gargano, Ciampa, and Aleister Black come up, and... They're on Raw and SmackDown this week, Sheena. I don't know what this means, but uh, I thought the announcement on NXT tonight was going to be that the, you know NXT was going to go to to Fox along with SmackDown and, and be that third. I know it's been the third brand, but I feel like they are going to have everything go across all three platforms, and it's not going to be a developmental system anymore just because they have so much talent. They have no th- nowhere to do with any any of them. They have to do something. Yeah, you know, kind of like, I mean, I know we were talking earlier, um, and I was telling you, you know, I felt like, I feel like NXT has been more than developmental for a while. Like, I feel like it's been, you know, I mean, it's still a developmental, like, you know, territory, if you will. Um, But it's, it's, for me, it's just more of a holding tank. Like, when they bring new people in, like, and they need somewhere to put them, and there's no place for them to go on the main roster. I mean, because Aleister Black, he's been ready 
for a long time. So, I mean, it's just like, that's just a holding tank for, for those guys. And I could totally see them, you know, just crossing brands and like basically like eliminating all barriers and like, you know, cause they, um, cause Sasha even mentioned on raw, you know, that they were, they were going to take on anybody on raw and SmackDown and NXT for the women's tag titles. And I was mm. like, okay, so they're going to incorporate the women in NXT into the women's tag titles. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I still don't know why they wouldn't save these as surprises and, you know, maybe get some sort of pop out of the crowd. I mean, just, just announcing in the beginning and having Michael Cole read a canned script about how moody. He said something about Aleister Black being moody or something. Yeah, Aleister <laughs> Black's been making, like, memes of, yeah. of it. I guess he, like, took offense to it, too. Um, but, yeah, it was... I didn't like how they were like, okay, we're, we've got like all of NXT's greatest talent. And I'm like, well, what about these other guys that you just called up? So now you're saying like, this is the best talent NXT has to offer. And you're like basically just like crapping on all the people that you just brought up like a month ago, you know? Um, so you give your stance on, you know, Raw and SmackDown. And I'll kind of like tell you why I why I didn't enjoy it so much. Yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I didn't like it. But <laughs> I just I, I just like seeing something. I, I like seeing these guys have a bigger stage and have, you know, just some fresh matchups. And, and I, I would have liked to see Ricochet in a, in a singles match like this, like we saw him on SmackDown. It was yeah. kind of, it wasn't the best way to showcase him, but I did like what they did with Aleister Black. I did like what they did with Ciampa and Gargano, even though they beat the tag team champions, which makes them look, you know, even weaker than they already have. So, See, I don't know. Yeah, I'm the complete opposite on both those. <laughs> yeah, you like the, you I, like them beating me, the revival. No, I didn't like them being there as a tag team at all. Oh yeah, I mean, I I agree. If you're gonna promote those guys, you know, have them have them as bitter rivals and just you, you can you can you don't have to mess with any of the other guys on the roster and have him have. Elias or anybody job to these guys you can you yeah. can you can set up a, you can just redo that whole feud over again dude the only per- in my in my opinion the only person that benefited from this or even like really like that I think is gonna like I said do good from this is Ricochet like I thought he looked good with Finn I thought you know their match was fun um he looked like you know he belonged there and everything but like to bring DIY back together as, as if they're like friends after you've spent the last two years with this masterful storytelling, like down in NXT, like 2018 was like the year of Ciampa and Gargano. And then in one night, you basically just like undermine everything that you've done over the past two years by like bringing these guys together. And I mean, I guess they've kind of been like, you know, like hinting that they're like, you know, frenemies or whatever, but like to just legitimately like put them together, like, Hey, this is, and then, and calling them DIY, you know, um, it, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And first of all, it pissed me off. The crowd pissed me off and I know it's not their job, whatever you pay your money, you can do whatever the hell you want. But it pissed me off when like, here we are introducing like the NXT champion Ciampa, who is just flipping phenomenal and the his music hits which is first of all his music if you don't even like champa and you hear his music and you don't bob your head or do something then you are like dead inside um but his music hits and like nobody made a peep right and obviously like nobody knows who these guys are i i was excited to see the revival and you know quote unquote diy together again because i mean those guys are both they're all awesome. Um, and it was like reminiscent of like their 2016, like takeover match, which would, if you have never seen that takeover Toronto, 
a uh, freaking amazing. Like those guys are undeniably talented. That was when DIY won the NXT tag titles. Um, but I just, I was not behind them as DIY. And then Alistair, like, okay, did you have anything to say about DIY before I move on well, to Alistair? Because the people, the the people that don't watch NXT are totally lost. They don't know who these guys are. And the people that do watch NXT are like, why the fuck are they a tag team? You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're not, you're not on both sides. You're not helping anything. You're not doing anything for the hardcore fans or the casual fans. It's just that's what, and I and I agree that NXT has to become a full third show instead of a developmental and just you know have the performance center and and give those guys some local shows and at full sale but yeah make nxt just another brand and and you know i don't know it's just well did you notice that all of the nxt call-ups like they all still had um nxt branded uh name like their their little name plates that come up at the bottom whenever they're introduced like they were all still nxt branded so to me that that signifies that like these aren't official call-ups like you know what i'm saying because obviously we saw them on raw and smackdown so yeah, yeah. we don't know if they're going to one brand or the other or like what the purpose of this even was you know other than just to like shake things up like you know oh my god like we got to do something you know and you bring up alistair black who is like you know undeniably one of the the top talents in nxt in wwe like period like amazing and you have him get in let me preface this by saying no shade to elias i love elias but he has not had a meaningful feud like ever, you know, and he, you let Alistair Black get worked over the entire match by this lower mid card guy who hasn't really done anything um, and look bad, right? Like yep. you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And to me, like they're like, oh, well, Elias can, I mean, Elias almost won, right? If he hadn't hit that black mask out of nowhere, like would, would he have won, you know? Um, I mean, and he fought Andrade on SmackDown, which was which was a little better, but still, you know, like I don't know. It, it to me, like it didn't benefit Alistair Black at all. Like I don't know, you know, what I'm saying like bring Alistair Black up, like when somebody's doing an open challenge and he's gonna have like a meaningful like you know feud with somebody, you know, and get get him over. Um, and my my question is is like, well, are they just, like you know with Andrade, you know how they just dropped his last name? I'm like, well, now is he now that he's on the Alistair. main roster, are they just gonna start calling him Alistair? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's super frustrating, and I don't, you know it's not the best way to bring these guys up, but we'll see what happens here, and, and uh, you know maybe they just split it up three ways and just well, go. true, but then they just ravaged NXT too, yeah, you know, sure. so not. All- only did they like bring these guys if they're bringing them up officially not only did they bring these guys up now they've basically like done a freaking clean sweep through nxt and it's like oh my god like who's down there dream you know but i mean he can't carry the whole brand and i know they have a lot of people like lined up on deck like ready to go but you know come on ec3 better just call aew he's not (laughs) he's just done he's done and i like him it's not anything he did but he's just he was buried before these guys got there you know yeah and and now you know what's he gonna do now it's it's a shame because i mean why don't i have these guys just beat the shit out of kurt hawkins and zach Ryder? you know why why put diy against the tag team chance put them against uh Glorious chat, chat or whatever they're called, you know, like uh, it's just, I don't know. There's a lot of things they could have done differently, but uh, I mean, I'm excited to see what they can do up at the main level. They're definitely already, and it's nothing against them. I don't, I just think the way it was presented was just not, not helpful to anybody. 
Yeah, I mean, and maybe it's just my expectation. Like, I mean, I know nothing in WWE is like a surprise anymore. Like, if John Cena is going to be on the show, like we know the week before that John Cena is going to be on the show. He never just shows up out of anywhere, you know. Um, yeah. they they had yeah. to announce everything. And to me, like, I'm the kind of person who like I want that pop. You know what I'm saying? I want that like oh my God, he's here, you know, moment. Um, and now it's like WWE has to like promote it to sell tickets and to get v- and to get viewers. Um, so it's like, there's no surprises anymore, you know, and the, all of these guys could have easily come up in, you know, the raw after mania or at a rumble or at SummerSlam, you know, or to have a build up to SummerSlam. Like all these guys deserve that type of like, holy shit moment. Yeah. Um, and instead they were just like, okay, Let's just find, like, you know, these four guys, and Triple H is going to announce them. And after we announce them, we're going to start the show with Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. And that was the, when when they announced that match, the Braun Strowman match, that was the biggest pop. (laughs) No one had made a noise the entire (laughs) one. But yeah, I'm going to be pissed if they don't use these four guys for WrestleMania. And then you could have just just done that and just debuted them the night after WrestleMania when, you know, the, the hardcore of the hardcore fans are in town and gotten a huge pop so dude well i mean if they do that then who's gonna who's gonna be at uh takeover for mania you know if they have all these guys here and then if they do have these guys at mania they're gonna be in the andre memorial battle royal you know i mean there's they're they're not gonna be in a feud all the all the pieces are lined up already right they're not gonna do a major shakeup right now like seven weeks out from wrestlemania that i wouldn't imagine you know like inserting these guys into some sort of matches right we're gonna get a, a tag defense. We're going to get a, a women's tag defense. We're going to get, you know, SmackDown and uh, Raw Women's Champions. We're going to get Smack or the Universal Title Match and um, the Heavyweight Title Match. So, like, what else is there? True. You know? Yeah, it's going to be tough for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. So, yeah, overall mixed results on Raw and SmackDown. We got a couple matches announced for Fastlane. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see what happens there. Fastlane uh, is going to be interesting to see how they put those you know, these final matches together for for WrestleMania. But uh, yeah, let's we get... do have an awesome announcement that just took place tonight as we were recording this. Um, oh, as we're recording this, let's uh, you know, let's bring the energy back up. Velveteen Dream defeated Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American title. So I got to see as I was setting up the um, you know the podcast studio up here, um, I got to see the end of that match, and I cannot wait to like get done with this and go. Down and like watch the full thing because it looks like a freaking banger um and i'm super 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 excited for velveteen dream to see what he does with the with the north american title and it is well deserved that's awesome i wonder if they they pull the strap off of gargano or let him hold on to that so you know a lot of a lot of questions that fans just don't know what's going to happen here i guess that's good and bad in both ways so you know, we'll, we'll see what happens let's get into our weekly go figure segment go money talk All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is our weekly Go Figure segment. This is where Sheena and I let you guys know what we purchased this week uh, as far as wrestling figures. So uh, we don't have a sponsor for this segment. If you'd like to sponsor it, hit us up. Ask chickfoley at gmail.com. But, uh, Sheena, I, I keep going first. I'll let you go first here and let us know what you got. Ooh, well, good, because I'm excited. I have some fun stuff uh, this week. I have some non-WWE action figure pickups that I was super pumped about. I got the GameStop exclusive uh, NECA Ninja Turtles. These figures are freaking, I mean, as with everything that NECA does, they are just 
amazing. Um, they're actually a re-release of their uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. So some of the, uh, some people were like pissed off they were actually re-releasing these figures, but they did it in a different way. It was, um, you know, they, they changed the boxes. Like they're all in individual boxes now. And the San Diego Comic-Con um, was all in like a four pack and it was like, had the movie poster on the front and everything. But I'm so excited to unbox these things for you guys. So if you're over on Patreon, expect an unboxing of the turtles this week. And, um, even more exciting, like I think this is probably like the the scores of the week as we finally procured all of NXT Series Four very <laughs> via various online avenues. So we got oh, you know, nice. piece it, yeah, pieced it together here and there via some like you know hookups and some you know uh, eBay and you know we cool. we had Target notifications turned on, but oh, literally man. do. Dude, every time, like, it was within, like, seconds, like, when we would get the notification that it was back in stock, like, it was out again. The way Target does their stocking is just, like, insanely stupid. Like, I can't, I don't even want to get into that, but... I'm super excited about getting all those figures in hand and unboxing those because, I mean, it's definitely, in my opinion, the best NXT series that we've seen so far. Um, and then I scored a figure on the pegs here on the island, Phil. Nice. I, we got Wow. We, When's the last time that got, happened? It's been a while, dude. It has been a freaking while. I think I said it was Gargano the last time. was the last time I got the, that DIY Gargano, but I it was something before it's been something since then that we, we got on the page. Oh, we got, um, we got badass Billy Gunn on, uh, or no, no. Was it road dog or Billy Gunn? I can't remember. We got one of those on the pegs here. Okay. Um, and I was super excited, but, um, we got, we grabbed a Walgreens exclusive Alexa. Um, we found her on the peg. So, yep. It's been, it was a good week here at the, at the Foley fam. Very nice. It, uh, I literally had a dream last night that I found Pete Dunn in the wild. That's how, hardcore i've been uh about oh, okay. finding that figure that has been absolutely nowhere so i have i have a tip for people at the end of this of how 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 you can help these d d d d distribution problems because <laughs> they've, they've been pretty damn bad i did win a drew mcintyre nxt elite from uh an instagram account that i follow that you should follow it's wwe underscore now underscore then underscore forever underscore figures uh, awesome. They are big time wrestling figure collector. I think I just uh, I was already following them, and I just had to tag someone in in their post in the comments, and I I did it in like two seconds. Totally forgot that I even uh, had done it, and then they were you know I was getting messages and notifications that I had won. So that's I think it's arrived at my house, and uh, my neighbor put it somewhere safe because I'm not there. Uh, so that was cool. I found a CN Almas basic at five below for the for the kiddo because I have been wanting a. Andrade, Andrade figure, and that's the only one they really have out so far. So, picked that up, and I made a little trade ski with our good brother Mike. You can follow him on Twitter at mjgiv79. I picked up for my new generation collection. Got a Ringmaster and a Mankind Elite for a uh, a Fan Central Carmella mint on card that I've been holding on to. That uh, a listener or a, a follower on our Instagram picked up for me and I wanted it at the time but don't really have a, a place for it in the collection so uh, we made a little tray ski which I thought was a pretty fair I I, I, I think I messaged you just to say hey is this uh you're, you're like my general manager my football no, no. general manager I had to make sure it was, it was a good funny. trade yeah it's funny I actually have an eBay tip once you're done with your uh weekly purchases I have a I have a tip because I get I've, I get a very common question on um Instagram, like people in my DMs all the time. So I was going to give you guys a little bit of a insider Chick-fil-A tip for you guys. For an eBay tip? Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I have, an eBay, you, I have an eBay tip too. Nice. Awesome. Um, do you, are you, is that all you got this week for no, your weekly purchase? No, I just oh, not. Keep going, man. The keep final going. is the Kurt Hawkins Elite that I picked up. And this is Ooh. the, this is the biggest tip I have. So, uh, shout out to a buddy, Brandon Bentley, who I've just you know, randomly decided that we, we both live kind of in the same area. He's outside on the other side of Baltimore, basically here. But we're local. We're in the same Facebook uh, kind of figure groups. And we decided we're local. We were talking. And he added me to like a group chat on Facebook of about seven or eight of us. And these guys and me have basically come up with five or six of them have found Pete Dunn's in the wild over the last week. And we all have like our assigned targets and Walmarts that we go to every day. We report back in the in the group and say, "Hey, you know that you know, this is this is this store might get them soon. They don't have them yet." And one of them is like on Brickseek and the Pop Finder website and, and just kind of updating stock for us. And we're you know, hey, has anybody hit up this this target yet? I want to go there. So it's been great. And I don't know any of these guys. We're actually going to actually have a, a meetup on Sunday at a uh, there's a like a kind of a flea market down in Baltimore that. There's a bunch of wrestling uh, booths set up, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna meet up down there, I think. But shout out to those guys, or I'll name them all on social media. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't know any of these guys. And it's one of my favorite parts about figure collecting is, you know, now I'm in a group with these guys. We we message all day about our favorite figures, and we've all been like, we somebody made up like a uh, an Excel spreadsheet of okay, Phil's the next one on the list that needs a Pete Dunn because we all have one. Blah blah blah. Let's find one for him. So it's been it's been pretty cool. So if somebody found me the Kurt Hawkins Elite. I PayPal'd him right away, and he's I'm gonna meet up with him and pick that up. So. Uh, it's, awesome. it's it's pretty good, you know, just kind of dividing and conquering because of the distribution problems on these figures. People have been trouble finding the NXT elites, finding Pete Dunn. Um, it's it's been really helpful. So if you're in any of these Facebook groups, you know, write a post and say, hey, is anybody, you know, near me in Wisconsin? Blah blah blah. If you find a couple people, it's it's going to definitely help you. There's there's too much ground to cover, and there's too many people. You know, I don't know if you're seeing it too, but posting these things on eBay for ten times what they're worth. And really screw, yeah. screwing it up for the rest of us that actually want to collect stuff. Oh yeah, resellers have been screwing up the the game for all collectors of all sorts for I mean I, for as long as I can freaking remember. But um, it's um, it's super cool. Like you know having those people. We have local people like that too that will like hide stuff for us. Um, that's another tip I have too. Like if you if you have a friend that's local to you, like legitimately like we'll take figures. Like because I have a Target that's near me. Obviously this is if you live near a store that you can like just pop into. And our friend will like take it and like hide the figure in an unsuspecting place, like behind some like cheapo like little girl dolls or something. Um, and then he'll take a picture of it and send it to me, and then I'll go pick up the figures. You know, so they're not like on the actual pegs, um, which is you know another tip I have. But the most common question I get like in my DMs is, you know, people like they'll hit me up with like, you know, they're trying to buy figures and they want to make sure they're getting a good deal or they're asking how much it's worth or, you know, if, if this is a good price or whatever. And guys, like, it's so easy. Like, you, you know, the market fluctuates depending on the figure and stuff, but the best way to find out, like if you're getting a good deal, like right in that moment is like, go to eBay. All you have to do is hit filter, click on sold listings, and you're going to be able to see all the recent sold listings. So you can look and see what the market is for that particular item at the time. So whether you're looking for it loose or mint on card, like you can see what the going prices are and what people are paying for that figure. So it's super, super easy. So if you're ever looking at a figure or somebody's trying to sell you a figure and you're like, Hey, like, is this a good deal? Is this guy ripping me off? Like go to eBay, look at the sold listings and, you know, make sure like not just completed listings, like go to sold. So, you know, somebody actually paid that and bought it. Um, and you can see what the market price is because it's super easy to, to look up that stuff guys. So 
<clears throat> yeah, these uh, I'm, I just did that for the Pete. Don I just typed in Pete Donnelly. They're selling for one ten, one oh nine, one oh six. So you know, a seven, yeah, you, seventeen, eighteen dollar also... figure is going for for pretty big bucks. Yeah, you have to be careful too, though, because like right now, before it's been widely distributed, like you know, the prices are going to be jacked up. Versus like if you wait a little while, some you know, sometimes that, that that's not exactly the case. Like if it's a super rare item or something that you know, like it's only a super limited release, you know, you have to be on the lookout, and it, you're probably going to pay a premium. But for a lot of this stuff, guys, people get it and they early release it, and then they're going to mark it up. And if you just wait a month or two, like you'll be able to get it at retail or a little above retail on eBay. I have a uh, I've found a good tip for people that want if you're building up your Hasbro collection like I am if you're an old school collector uh, I I usually would type in Hasbro Dusty Roads or blah 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 but I've been typing in just wrestlers lately into eBay and seeing what comes up because it's it's mainly people that are probably don't know what they have that are selling stuff and if right. you if you put in titan sports because that's the only thing if if you if your grandma grabbed a wrestling figure and looked it up and down really she's not going to be able to make out much as far as any kind of detailing or words or anything but i i know they all have titan sports written somewhere on the back or on the foot or something so uh that's been a good thing for me if you want some old figures and, and try to get them at a, at a better deal price on ebay um, just try to find them from someone that doesn't uh, know what they're doing, what they have. And also a, a map, an app that I've been using a lot is Mercury, Mercury, M-E-R-C-A-R-I. And mm -hmm. it's basically like a, uh, you know, a buying and selling app for different collectibles. And uh, I've, I've seen some stuff on there for pretty good prices too. And I don't think you pay for stuff until you get it in the mail and you, you confirm that it's in good condition and you received it, then the payment goes through. So it's kind of a, a really benefiting the, the buyer. Nice. Well, speaking of things that have been found out in the wild, if you were on the hunt for Elite 65 Sensational Sherry, um, you know, it's it's turned up. And I think it was in Illinois. I can't remember exactly where, but um, it's showed up on Instagram and uh, that it has been found on the peg. So if you're looking for Sensational Sherry like I am, um, you know, happy hunting, guys, because she's she's showing up out there. Yep. Yeah, I've seen some posts of, of her going up, and like I said, the NXT elites are showing up out there. Pete Dunn's showing up, so you gotta you gotta know where you're going, you gotta know where you're where you're shopping, and find things before some of these poachers get them. But uh, the biggest news of the week is probably the uh, New York Toy Fair was held over the weekend, and a bunch of cool stuff. A lot of the stuff we already knew about Sheena, but nevertheless, it was cool to see it uh, displayed out. What are you most excited for from that Toy Fair reveal? I mean, that, that Elite Hardy Boys 2-pack is pretty amazing um, with the classic tag titles. Like, they are just so awesome. Like, they have, like, the tie-dye shirts. Um, it's got Matt with, like, the hair over his face. Like, I am – and it's a ringside exclusive. So, I'm I'm pumped about that about that 2-pack. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. It's not going to be fitting into my collection, but uh, they did a really good job with those for sure. I like those standalone. I think by by Wicked Toys, Wicked Good Toys makes them their their standalone pop ups for Raw and SmackDown with the entrance ramp. I think they're just made out of like foldable paper, like kind of a thicker. I don't want to say yeah. card, cardboard or anything, but they're like they're going to be like ten bucks, and I'm going to pick them up for sure because uh, since I've been collecting for me and my son. There's been nothing to add besides the ring and the wrestlers. Now you know we got the we got the breakable car with Braun Strowman that I'm going to give him for his birthday. But this will be a cool kind of. Uh, is for I don't, I'm not creative enough or talented enough to make that stuff on my own. So it'll be a cool addition to the uh, to the to the collection. 
Yeah, um, these they're by Wicked Cool Toys, and they are really cool. And I we're gonna implement it into like we buy all of our stuff from Extreme Sets. So if you go to at Extreme Sets, like they're oh, yeah. they're awesome stuff. I mean, they are a premium pricing, but they, it's small business. The guy makes them, you know, on his own. So um, you are gonna pay a little bit of a premium versus like a mass produced product like this. I don't know what the quality as far as like the cardboard is and stuff on the the raw and SmackDown, but for ten dollars a pop, like you can't. You can't beat that. Um, but yeah, we are going to be implementing these into our uh, into our ICW arena, and I'm I'm pumped because I feel like for as, as as inexpensive as these these are, like you can get them for every event, you know. So I'm I'm pumped about those. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it's a pretty cool addition, and some of the Mattel. I I love seeing that King Mabel Elite Mattel. Yeah. Hopefully, that goes up for pre order on ringside collectibles. I'm I'm not going to mess around with that. I'm, I'm tired of, I love the hunt. And, and part of me is like, man, if one of these guys in this chat group finds this Pete done for me, I'm going to buy it. But you know, 50% of this is just kind of, I want to find this fucking thing so bad just because it's, yeah. it's kind of eluding me. So, but for the King Mabel, I, I want it so bad. I'm just going to buy it, spend the extra money and buy it on ringside and get it pre-ordered because I just, I just can't, you know, I just don't have enough time in the day to be searching all these stores. Yeah, it's it's a lot, you know what I mean, especially with all these new these new drops coming out too. Like it's I mean, you just never know where stuff's going to be. And that's kind of the, the thing about figure hunting now. Like you kind of have to accept either you're going to be disappointed like 90% of the time and then you're going to have that 10% where you're like, "Oh, hell yeah. Like I found something," you know? Um and that's just the way it is now or you have to be open to buying stuff online or making connections in your figure community. But yeah, the only thing I saw that I wasn't like, I mean, the weakest thing I saw was probably that Brie figure, the Brie Elite. She was kind of weak, like, you know, no, no big deal. And we'd already seen like the Ronda and the warrior mock-ups and everything. And like the pictures of those. So, um, overall, like the toy fair, if you go to at ringside collectibles, you can see all of the New York toy fair, um, stuff that, that was released. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, there's a cool Mattel video where they kind of went through all the different things. I'm going to post it onto the Patreon page, but you can find it on Ringside Collectibles. It's not something that is exclusive to our website, but uh, it, it's something I want to make sure everybody sees because it's a pretty cool kind of close-up of everything. I'm not a huge fan of that that next Elite set, which is probably going to be good for my pocketbook, but that Elite 68 and you know, Elite 67 yeah. is all those figures are fire. Elite 68, I wasn't a, not a huge fan of any of those. I mean, the Daniel Bryan looks cool in the Seattle Seahawks colors, but yeah, the Brie is kind of eh. And yeah. you know, it's not nothing that really caught my eye besides that King Mabel. But uh, I'm excited about the Retro Series Nine. That's that, that looks pretty cool. That's for uh, pre-order now on Ringside Collectibles as well. You got Macho Man, Goldust, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe, your boy. So uh, that series looks like it's alive and kicking, which is good. Yeah, yeah, I'm pumped. Um, I, I'm excited. I, I I don't even collect retros, and I was pretty pumped about the retro series nine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, a bunch of good news. We'll keep everybody updated on when some of that stuff is dropping into stores. Uh, but let's get into our random merch of the week. This is a segment that I, uh, it's getting more and more fun, fun every week because Sheena has been finding some really great stuff, and this one is a doozy. Yeah. Um, so guys, if you're interested, um, the, uh, macho man's bone saw gear from the movie Spider-Man is up on eBay. Um, it's a pretty good bargain, only 25,000. So if you got that laying around anywhere, um, you do get free shipping or it's best offer. So we could probably get a deal on it if we, um, if we message them and see if we could like maybe get it for like maybe 20 K. Um, but guys, this is like the legit, ring gear from um you know that he wore in the movie spider-man so i don't know where this person got this how they have it um you know 
but it is pretty freaking mage. And I, I would like, I think as a chick Foley show, we should just go in and uh, like start a GoFundMe, and then we can like all buy it, and it can be like we all have our, you know, a special piece of Spider Man Macho Man history. We'll each we each get like a week of that we can wear it or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll mail it totally. to each other. Yeah. Totally. Did you, did, you, like, did you say the price of it? Yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. We need a lot yeah. of people to go in on this one. Yeah, we make sure when you ship it when we're shipping it to each other, you insure it. Yes, please. Uh, t- <laughs> tell me what you think of this impression. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the volume down a little bit. I want your honest opinion. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, will you marry me? <laughs> I think you nailed it, Phil. I think you did a yeah, really good job. Yeah, the acoustics in here aren't aren't great, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you want that Macho Man bone saw outfit, it's uh, I don't know if is it free shipping. For the it is free 000? shipping. Oh, yeah, okay. free shipping. Well, that, that helps yeah. a little bit. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time for our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. I didn't uh, slack this week. I don't have one, but Sheena picked up the yeah. slack. She has a really good one. It's a good one. Yeah, it's Fastlane from 2015. Uh, it's Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. So this is the main event of the first ever Fastlane. Um, and it's they were fighting to see who was going to go to WrestleMania 31 to face Brock. So um, it's it's super unique because it's the only pay-per-view match between these two guys. So um, it's probably, in my opinion, the best match in Fastlane history. So definitely check it out on your WWE Network. Um, it's a good one. You tell me in the storied history of Fastlane, this is the best match? Well, yeah. I mean, 2015, we've had so many years to develop these awesome feuds, you know, that lead up to uh, the road to WrestleMania. Was it 16 when we had Triple H and Dean Ambrose wrestling for the title? At Fastlane? I would have I to Google. So. Let me pull up my Google machine. Yeah, it's worth, um, it. it's worth a Google. I think uh, I think that's that was a really good match, too. That was one of my favorite Dean Ambrose matches. I think, I think he came in as champ, but uh, I could be wrong. I would have to. I have to Google my things. No not problem. Up no quickly problem. Enough, we'll, we'll, but, somebody will email us. I'm sure. Yeah. Let us know. Um, but we do have some listener mail this week, so I want to go ahead and get right into that. We have um, a listener mail from uh, Trey, our buddy Trey from at My Damn Toys. He says, "What's good, Sheena and Phil? Um, this week I decided to keep the question on action figure side of things. So I asked both of you. Um, I want to ask both of you the same question. And my question is, what is your favorite thing about collecting WWE action figures? I guess I'll give you my answer as an example, but mine is the creativity and the hobby." The creativity behind the hobby, being able to do so many things with whether it's customizing, photography, pick fitting, stop motion, or just switching parts around and creating new figure. I'm amazed by all things that people around the community are able to come up with. I know for some people, they just buy them and set them on the shelves, but is it deeper than that for you guys? Or is it just like, hey, I like Seth Rollins. Let me buy this plastic replica of Seth Rollins. Hope you two and your families are having a blessed week. Check out my YouTube channel um, and the best WWE action figure videos at My Damn Toys. Trey or my damn toys and he does do some amazing stuff over so if you don't follow him you definitely need to for sure he's um, great yeah and i'll start this honestly like i i love the creativity and stuff of it too i'm a, I'm a i'm a nostalgia person and i'm a collector by nature like i love to collect things and display things and i have a very visual like i love visual presentations 
of things. Um, so for me, I do love to display them, but I also love to play with them. I love to take pictures of them. I don't do as much like fun figure photography as I do now. Like sometimes heel husband will like take a picture of a figure and throw it up on the Instagram. But I used to take like my pop vinyls out and like, you know, take pictures of them. And if you look up, um, you know, like hashtag, um, adventures with Brett, I used to take this like uh, Jack's classic Brett Hart figure out with me everywhere. And like, you know, wherever I was, I like took a picture of like traveling Brett. That's um, cool. so yeah, I like to, um, I like to collect, and I like to play and obviously we do um, Instagram championship wrestling so we, we do like a uh, you know stop motion like pick fed and um, it's, it's pretty cool I, I like it all and I love 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 what some of the people in the community do just like the creativity that they bring to action figures and just bringing them to life awesome yeah I have uh, almost on the different side of the coin I, uh, I hosted a Ravens podcast for ooh, probably five or six years and I was big into you know blogging about the team we had interviews and, and stuff like that and and it was i was on the radio once a week it was cool but it, it got to the point where it was very combative with the other people that were ravens fans no one agreed you listen to sports talk radio and everyone was kind of fighting and if your opinion was wrong if you thought if you thought something was going to happen didn't happen you get a bunch of hate tweets and people laughing at you and and it just it just was people would question your intelligence and didn't think you knew what you're talking about it was a lot of like uh, more, much more hostile. Where, where now, I I run the Chick Foley Show Twitter account, um, which has been fun. We we're we're over like six hundred followers, and we just had like five hundred last week. I feel like so people are following us. We're, we're we're retweeting stuff. People are sharing collections and advice, and it's just more of a cool like you know we all like the same shit. We all collect the same stuff, so you know let's have fun with it and like share tips and you know hey you need this, I need that figure. Let's trade this or hey I picked up an extra one of these. Who needs one? I'll ship it to you. And we've done that for a couple of folks. We talked about it last week. We have some listeners in Ireland and England, and I sent them some retro figures and. You know, my wife's like, oh, what do you, you know, are they going to pay you? I was like, yeah, they've already paid me. I mean, I pay, they PayPal me like a second later and I bought them and shipping them out and it's all good. Like, you know, it's, I don't mind doing that stuff. I don't mind staying in line at the post office for five seconds. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just a cool community and everyone seems to get along. We all just, you know, we're all the same, doing the same thing, trying to get the same thing done and, you know, we're having fun doing it. So that's probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, it, it is cool. And it's just cool. Like to me, like I'm just a person who, you know, even though I'm a grown ass woman and I'm an adult, like I, I have, I'm like, have that like Peter Pan syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm never too cool or too old for something, you know, like I like to have fun and I like to, you know, just be a kid at heart. And I think, uh, you know, for us, especially that grew up in the time that we did, like, you know, eighties uh, and nineties, like I feel like toys have a really special place in our childhood, you know, like now kids, they have electronics and stuff. And for our generation, it was like, we, it was, it was about toys, you know? So toys are always going to have that, like, like emotional tie for us and that nostalgia feel. And that's part of it for me is just the nostalgia of it all. And just being like, you know, reminiscing of like a, a simpler time when you were like a kid, you know, and you could enjoy like playing with action figures. And now, you know, you're adulting and there's so much more distractions around. And you think about how like you were, how much your imagination worked. Like that's how, why I hope like Brett is really into action figures and stuff, because I feel like, you know, those type of things really bring out creativity in you because they don't stimulate you. Like you have to stimulate your brain and your mind and your imagination with those toys um and so um, i that's uh, just to add on to what i said earlier that's another reason why i just love toys and action figures and collecting in general cool good stuff yeah i mean that's definitely uh, a great question man thanks trey for bringing that up and follow his uh 
his stuff at My Damn Toys on YouTube. Our other question is from Raw is Ryan. And can I read this one? Yeah, go for it. Uh, if you could choose one to three superstars slash divas that have left the WWE in the past few years to bring back, who would they be? I'd like to see Wade Barrett, Bad News Barrett, John Morrison, wherever he goes by now, and Caitlin. She had a good showing in the May Young Classic. So I'm going to go first. And he actually stole a couple of mine because I've talked about my love for John Morrison on this show. I don't know what it is about him. I just Maybe because I was, I was such a big Shawn Michaels mark, I was really – uh, a huge fan of his. I would have loved to see him come back to the WWE, and hopefully, it's you know, it still happens. He's still wrestling around at some point. And uh, my other one is AJ Lee. I think she would fit into the the women's division now really well. Damn, you stole mine. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, she, I'm sure she'd have some great matches with Alexa Bliss and all those girls. So um, those are those are two of mine that I could think of right off right off the top. But yeah, John Morrison's a, a big uh, even Wade Barrett. I thought he was he was uh, underutilized when he was around. He was a shit kicker. Yeah, I uh, I had AJ Lee was the first one that came to mind. I think she would be a perfect because she was kind of ahead of her time in like wrestling and kind yep. of being like you know counterculture to the divas, you know. And I th I think she would fit in really well. I would love to see like her and Sasha Banks go at it. Um, I think that would be awesome. Um, and another one is Emma. I think Emma really, you know, she kind of was she's a great wrestler, and then she kind of went on the shelf for a little while, and then they were going to have that emolution, you know, the rebranding of Emma. Oh yeah. Um, and it never panned out. And I think you know I I just feel like she was kind of stuck in that weird place while all of the stuff was happening around her with the with the women's revolution with Sasha and Bailey and you know all those women coming up in Charlotte and Becky um, that they didn't really have a place for her because she's she's an awesome wrestler so I really liked her I would love to see her come back and actually have a shot um, and then maybe like Hideo I feel like Hideo he just got released but I feel like the poor guy like really never got his due you know he 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 should have had a better run in WWE he just had the he just got plagued by the injury bug and all of those things so I would have really liked to see what he could have done cool good answers man and if you guys have questions shoot us over ask chick foley at gmail.com we love to hear from you uh we are going to record a special patreon exclusive episode uh we've we started our bracket of our top 32 gimmicks of all time we're going to do the second and third rounds of that and um and we're going to put together another one in the next week or so me and sheen are going to list off they've now announced these ultimate edition figures with ronda and the ultimate warrior we're going to kind of fantasy book the next four or five sets of those over the over the next year of who we want to see with those awesome deluxe figures so uh be on the look out for that it's patreon.com slash chick foley show you can literally sign up for a dollar a month uh the preferred tier is five dollars a month that's basically a dollar per episode a month guys if you can help us out all the money's going to go back to the show for shirts and equipment and all that kind of good stuff giveaways uh, and figures to give away so uh, do that. Check out the t-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com. Check out our friends over at Fully Posable. Those guys do an awesome podcast. There's releases Sunday night, Monday morning, so you can listen to us at the end of the week. Listen to them at the beginning of the week. And, uh, you know, two of your five days on the commute to work are covered. Yep, and go support our friends over at, at For the Title. Their Kickstarter is almost fully funded, so make sure you go over there and support those guys. If you can't donate, make sure you just share the love, share the love with the community. Maybe somebody out there um, will be able to find something in their in their pledge tiers that can really suit them and get their hands on one of uh, you know For the Title's amazing comic books. We made it through the whole show without the Hounds of Justice barking at the last last minute. 
they are they're tuning up the band right now. They're starting <laughs> to get a little starting to get a little irritable. So yeah, they know they know how long the podcast is supposed to run. So very nice. Well, Sheena, anything else to add before we get out of here? Not today, man. I'm excited for another amazing week of wrestling and figure hunting and all the things that we love to do. Hopefully by the time I get back on the show, I will have a Pete Dunn sitting here on the desk staring at me with his curled upper lip. And uh, <laughs> Same. And uh, we will be in touch, guys. If you like the show and enjoy the show, continue to support us. If you have a friend that we think would like it, send them the link. Spread the word. Uh, we want to build this community if we can. And uh, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>